Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Emily. And this is Smut and Swear Words. Holiday edition. It's the holiday season. Nope. I don't remember the rest of the words. You're doing this on your own. <laughs> Come on, don't love that. <laughs> you started this train. You got to finish it. You got to take it to no, the end. I don't remember any of the other words. The only part I remember is it's the holiday season. And honestly, go do, do, do. I have no idea what you're trying to sing right now. In all honesty, I have zero clue what's happening. Please send me a video later so that I understand okay. what I just experienced. Someone knows this song. Someone out there understands the reference. Yeah, but that person is not me. So I'm confused. I will find it. <laughs> okay. I'll find good. it. But yeah, it's the holidays. Yay. It's December. We're excited. We have a full month of holiday books. See, okay. I'm not, I'm okay and excited for the holiday books. You did have to push me into starting though. I got <laughs> this one though. After the fucking dumpster fire that was Denna Vipers, this was such a nice palette cleanser. Was it because it was under 300 pages? Yes. <laughs> one, it was super short. <laughs> Two, I was done with the reverse harems. I was done with all the men. I was like, can I just, I need to focus on one. And mm-hmm. it's so light and fluffy. It literally is like, Watching a Hallmark movie with a cup of hot cocoa. Oh, it's a and Hallmark like movie. Mini marshmallows. It is a Hallmark movie right from the start, which is why, for honestly, I had the hardest time just getting past page one because I don't know when my heart darkened so much to like Hallmark movies or like Christmassy cheery things in general. But as soon as the first page was just describing the holiday cheer going around them on the streets of New York, I was just like, I can't do it. And I text you like, I can't do it. It's not going to happen. I'm never going to make it. I can't get past page one. And you're just like, suck it up. Yeah. I let you DNF Den of Vipers. You are never allowed to do that shit again. No, I will hold that over you forever that I had to finish 150 pages of that book on my own, which was like half of this book. Listen, I offered that you could take a, a DNF later on no, down the line. It won't be. This, it will never be as bad. I hope it won't be as Dear bad. God, no. Yeah. I liked this one. I thought it was nice and like corny. And I'm not usually a Hallmark movie person. Like, I think they're over the top and cheesy. Mm-hmm. But I do think if we would have read this one after, um, like, Lola Love Hypothesis. No, I'm thinking when we had all those, like, cartoons. Oh, cinnamon rolls in a row. Cinnamon roll, cinnamon roll, cinnamon roll. I probably would have hated it. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I think this, just after having the reverse harems, right after spooky season, this was a nice, short, sweet, slightly spicy book. Yeah, it was a palate cleanser. It was it like... It really was. It was like after having a whole bunch of... Well, we won't talk about Den of Vibers, but before that, it was like having a bunch of gelatos and then switching to a nice sorbet. Like, it's nice and refreshing huh. and super pink. light and pink. Yes, with all of the bow ties. This is a nice palate cleanser. But I love, I look forward to our Fridays when we record. Like, I really do. No, you don't. You texted me to be late today. Well, that's just because I was tired from cleaning and stuff. But my ideal evening tonight would 100% be playing God of War right now. Because I'm a nerd. And I've been waiting for this game to come out for a while. And it's real good. And I'm sorry that you couldn't get, like, through the first one. Okay. (laughs) I tried to play the first one. Granted, so one, I have not been gaming near as long as this woman. I recently started gaming Mm -hmm. and I do enjoy it. I like really like it as a pastime. I'm a baby. 
that game was really, really hard. And I couldn't get past the first monster. It was not that hard. I couldn't get past the first monster. But look, I think that you have made leaps and bounds in discovering what your game style is. And the fact that you've realized you are a comfy, cozy gamer, Um, that makes total sense to me. Yes. So, And I'm also a baby, comfy, cozy gamer. So right now I'm playing Witchwood, which you're just like this cool little witch that goes around on little quests and forges things. And she collects souls because she's got this demon she's got to pay back. But you don't really know why yet. But anyways, long story short, if anyone else has any cozy game recommendations, please let me know. I'm hoping to get a Switch for Christmas because I know they have a ton of cozy games, but right now I have a PS5. Yeah. And I do like the horror ones Mm -hmm. that you do get to do like the character choices. I love those types of games. Oh, yeah, like an Until Dawn type of situation. Yeah, you really do need to play all of those for sure. Love those. And like the Becoming Detroit one was incredible. Loved that. But like... You like strong story arcs. You're not as much into the combat as I get into. Because it's hard and i die like <laughs> a lot the problem was i think like one of the first games that like i recommended to you was what dragon age which i played through you did quite a bit until and you got i liked to that one. one section that you got stuck with yeah and i never went back but i know exactly what section it is and it i totally got stuck too hard. it was one where you had to be a mage and that was really the only way look i'm i'm a baby i am a baby i don't like to be frustrated in my pastime and keep dying oh i'm nothing listen my husband is one of those Dark Souls players who loves the games that make him physically hate life. Who hurt him? I have no clue. <laughs> like, he waits for those games. He tried to get me to play no. some, and it just made me feel defeat over and over again. I like a balance of story and combat. The less combat, the better for me. Yeah, I know. It's what I'm finding. Mm-hmm. But regardless, I'm happy to talk about these. These are both of the books that we have for the first half of holiday season i think were really good i was happy with. i think it is funny too like the next two though i think are going to be much spicier oh yeah so these were both very light on spice very hallmark-esque very cute and i think the next two though are just gonna be so smutty now just based off of the titles we have not read them yet but that's just my prediction for our planning for this month we're always trying to like vary up content. So these aren't all Christmas. These aren't all straight couples. We've varied it up greatly to be able to represent some different views of the holidays. Yeah. Um, so that was what I was really excited about. Yeah, we have a really good mix. It's a really I'm, good I'm mix. I'm happy with our mix. But we do start out with a Hallmark, very Hallmark. Very mask. Hallmark, very Christmas, very cute. Again, you just, you'll want to curl up with some hot cocoa. And we are talking about. Window Shopping by Tessa Bailey, which is another huge author. Mm-hmm. She's a big, what you would consider like a cartoon cover type romance writer. But the description is, two weeks before Christmas and all through Manhattan, shop windows are decorated in red and green satin. I'm standing alone in front of the famous Vivant department store when a charming man named Aiden asks my opinion of the decor. It's a tragedy in tinsel, I say, unable to lie. He asked for a better idea with a twinkle in his eye. Did I know he owned the place? No. He put me on the spot. Now I'm working for that man, trying to ignore that he's hot. But as a down-on-her-luck girl with a difficult past, I know an opportunity when I see one, and I have to make it last. I'll put my heart and soul into dressing his holiday windows. I'll work without stopping. And when we lose the battle with temptation, I'll try and remember I'm just window shopping. Y'all, if you could see... 
I'm trying to get through that description while Emily's over here just, oh my God. It It rhymes. Facial expressions. It It rhymes. Rhymes. Because again, I don't read the, I'm too much of a, if I read the description and hate it, I'm not going to like the entire book. So like, I've just been not reading the descriptions for any of the books that we've read. Oh my God. I never. That was worse than the first page as far as like holiday you don't cheer. ever read the description? No. Besides when we're kind of doing like initial picks. I know based off like TikTok and everything here, like the key pieces of it. I don't read the actual book description till we're doing the episode. Because if I don't like the description, I'm not going to like the book. It's like a, it's going to be very hard for me to this read. this one though. What did you just go? Oh, cool. Christmas. Good. I went, I trust you and your opinion and our friendship. Oh, God. That's a lot of power you gave me. It did. And I've regretted. See, so I'm glad that if mm. I had such a hard time with the first page, if I had read that description, you would, it would have been days okay. of you fighting me Again. to get to start it. Y'all know by this point, if you've listened to all the episodes, I am not usually a Hallmark girl. I'm usually a spooky one with a shit ton of fucking kink, BDSM, dom sub relationship, if added, just like a little cherry on top. Mm-hmm. But I think it really was just after reading like the full month of spooky season from October. And then we had all the men in reverse harems. And then we had Den of Vipers, which we didn't like. <laughs> I'm just going to end it there. Yeah. This was just a really nice, cute story. And it's short. It's really short. Very short. So I read this in like a day. Same. It's super short. It's very easy to read. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's super light. Yeah. No, it was. I'll say once I got past. My first couple of pages of like Hallmark cringe where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm into it. It's fine. I did really like it. You I did. thought that the characters you, you, were great. You have to go in being yeah. like, this is Hallmark. Yeah. I was hearing the music they were playing and seeing yep. the trailer on like in the commercials and oh, everything yeah. leading up to it. And yeah. I was, yeah. So I, I put Christmas theme bow ties. Yeah. In my head, I was sitting with my mother watching this yeah. movie unfurl. Yeah. And that's exactly 100%. How, how it like you're out. a high school student. It's Christmas break. Like watching a Hallmark movie with your mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Ratings for me, it's like a two on the spice scale. I think they do a pretty good job of leading up to their actual, like, first time having sex. The dirty talk was not, it was not great. Aiden's whole thing is that he's supposed to be like a marshmallow of a person on the outside, but then be like, oh, like, I'm going to throw you around the bedroom behind closed doors. But his I'm going to throw you around the bedroom was not. It was not great. Okay, no, continue. I've, I've got similar thoughts, but you just keep going. You take your thing and you finish what you need to finish. I will, st- I will um, give you mine. I thought plot was like a three out of five. It was solid. Yeah. It was a homework movie. It wasn't anything too complicated. Right, exactly. I agree. Yeah. So overall for me, it was like a three and a half out of five. Okay. I thought the spice was okay. It's kind of like a workplace if you're going to throw it in like a trope category. So you've got a couple instances of touching and seeing each other throughout the day and there's tension and their actual sex was good. It was a one for me. Well, there was that tension and like they did get down to it. I could not get past his dirty talk. It was if that had happened to me in real life, if like someone had talked to me that way. That would now be one of the horrifying, funny stories I then tell <laughs> of the person who I no longer see anymore because I'd either I would have laughed and embarrassed him. Yeah. Here's the thing, too, which I know I need to keep better in mind is that my taste in smut content is much more to the darker, kinkier mm-hmm, side mm-hmm. of things. I'm similar to you as far as like 
100%. I mean, this isn't like a demon with a forked tongue in here. This is not a man making you orgasm while piercing your nipples. Like, this is... So, like, he's like... Absolutely not. When this character, Aiden, is going through these conflicts of, like, when, and you know, expect this one thing, because I'm this nice marshmallowy man, and then they get to the darkness, and they don't like it, and I'm too intense and rough, and I'm like, when that happening, and it never fucking happens, it's a one. This, to me, is... I'm like, oh, he's going to talk dirty. I, I love dirty talk. For someone, if you're not into them, if you're not into the darker stuff or the heavier cake don't, stuff. No, don't let someone who doesn't know like what they're into think that this is how dirty talk is. No, I'm saying this is like a good like little bit of dirty talk. I, they're, in the beginning, I'm like, when he first started teasing, I'm like, okay, that's going to be yeah. fine. It's when they really got into it. I'm like. Oh, no. it, get, it, it does get worse what as it goes. Say? What are you saying? Oh, yeah. no. And then it's just like Sahara down there. It's just all dry. Every okay. No action. And the story for me, I'll agree with Liz, if I'm like putting it in the context of it being a holiday, like kind of, there's a little cheese factor to it, like mm-hmm. romance thing. It's like a three. Because yeah. it is. It's one of those workplace redemption arcs, like person who's had a tough go, but has a heart of gold doing yeah. some shit. I'm like, okay, this totally fits. It's fine. Nothing like mind blowing, but no, I enjoyed reading it. I thought it was super cute. Yeah, I guess that was my thing. And again, it's only what? 250 pages. Yep. Yeah, literally 248. So I think if this book would have been 400 pages, I would have been like, oh my God, I'm bored of this. But it didn't, it didn't need to be because. No, yeah, absolutely no. not. The author totally paced this correctly. Yes. Included like the That's right what I'm saying. Moments, like I feel like if oh, I had but... just a bunch of like extra unnecessary mm-hmm. writing, I would have been like, oh my God, kill me. No, she put the conflict but in like in great, great places. Yeah. I was like really happy with it. It's great. So as we mentioned, we've got Aiden, who is our main male character. He literally is a walking marshmallow. Yeah, he wears. Oh, wait, no. Let's put it in the context of the season. He's a gingerbread man. I'm going to leave. I could have been killing raiders right now. And I chose to be here in my own home. Okay. He's a gingerbread man. Oh, Cardoodle. Okay. He's a gingerbread man, especially because he's got, instead of the gumdrop buttons, he's totally got all of the different ties. So he wears bow ties. ties. That's That's one of his things. He has Christmas themed bow ties and suspenders. Okay. Quick side note. Um, Damien wore suspenders for our Halloween Bonnie and Clyde costume. Mm-hmm. Holy man. Suspenders are so attractive. They are. Jake's I worn them. And I I've distinctly told him, instinct. why does this not happen more? It should happen every day. Mm-hmm. That TikTok with like the kink unlocked. That was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So then you've got Stella is our main female character. She's the one with the troubled past that gets the redemption arc. She's very, like, goth, pretty much. She's, like, got dark hair, wears all black, is into Christmas, but not into Christmas. She's a weird, like, opposite of herself. If you're talking about her personal style, she is all dark. Like Liz said, they describe her as being goth with, like, heavy eye makeup, black hair, black clothes. And all of it is, you know, cheap and inexpensive because you find out that she just was released from prison a month ago. Like, it's... Yeah. That's how she described, but the more you learn about this character, she's into crafting and glitter and colorful yeah. things and all of these. She's very multifaceted is the nice yeah. word I'll use yes. to describe her. Um, You've got two side characters that kind of come into play. You've got Nicole, who is her best friend from her past that also went to jail because of the same incident. 
Then you've got Jordan, who becomes her new friend slash co-worker when she starts working at Vivant. I think there's one side character that you're missing, who, while she may not be there in person the entire time, holds a great deal of importance to the humor of this book, and that would be at Edna. When you meet Aiden in the beginning of this book, which they describe in the description of Stella staring at a Vivant window uh, display, absolutely hates it. It's like a bunch of penguins like <laughs> working on a line. Penguin Chernobyl. Yeah, because she's just waiting. That was described as absolutely hideous. And he shows up and he starts telling these stories about his Aunt Edna. Yeah. And it's constantly how he relates to life. Like he'll break tension with an Aunt Edna story. Yeah, is very positive, very bubbly, which you find out later why that is. But yeah, he constantly is telling stories about his Aunt Edna. Yeah, and, and then you meet her later on. Yeah, so. which I will say, I wish I got a, we got a little bit more Aunt, Aunt Edna meeting yeah. in the story because mm-hmm. I thought her part was really short. But yeah, Aunt Edna basically was like think like old South aunt. They had like an outhouse. She had all these weird sayings. Old Southern aunt with crotchety uncle yes. Hank who cheated on her with a rodeo clown or she was with a rodeo clown there's a whole bunch of things yeah, I don't know but she's also an artist and like yeah. it's they're she's incredibly great. she's great they're incredibly um, unique and eccentric and it's wonderful and you, you find out later like Aiden basically grew up with mm-hmm. Aunt Edna so he, she played a major impactful role in his life because yeah. his real family's shit yeah, his, his other family sorry his, his Family shit, yeah. But yeah, so as we said, basically, Stella's standing there. Aiden walks up and is like, so what you think? And she's like, uh, fuck you, and puts her headphones in first. And then he's like, what, no, like, really, what do you think? And then he goes into an Aunt Emma story. And she's like, basically, it looks like Penguin Chernobyl. <laughs> this is when you find out she has always wanted to be a window dresser or designer. It's like her dream job, but she doesn't think she can do it anymore because she just got out of prison. She spent four years in prison, basically from like 21 to 25. So the time that she would have been in school and getting her first job. I will say part of what I actually really enjoyed about this book, too, besides the overall like cute story, was the time period of it made total sense. Like you can tell when it was written because it talks about COVID. It talks yeah. about like yep. the pandemic and how the store has dealt with like dealing with like yeah, the, I thought that was the pandemic and everything that's happened. Yep. Like how being in prison while the pandemic was going on, like how that like impacted mm-hmm. her a bit. So it was very interesting. I like really liked that additional yep. add on to it. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yes, yeah, so you, you find out Aiden, of course, is the general manager of Vivant, which is a very high end department store. Oh, yeah. Like Richie Rich, rich people. Like mm-hmm. if I walked in, they would turn me away and tell me to leave. Yeah. So he you also find out his father and grandmother are on the board, but are not really actively involved in running the day to day of the store. Yeah. Which you find out more details about that later. But it ends up being that Aiden saved the business because of how poorly they were doing during the pandemic. So he had yep. money that he put behind it. And that's why he's now general manager handling day-to-day stuff. But he still meets with the board, which has his family on it. Yeah. But he also owns, like, majority share. 60%. So yeah. technically doesn't need their say nope. for shit. So then he goes, he's like, I'm going to interview all of these fucking people to see if Stella put her application in. But doesn't know Stella's name. No, doesn't know anything about anything her. Anything about her. He's like, I'm just going to interview every single person that applied. He is telling her, oh, well, you should put in an application for yeah. it. Because she doesn't end up spelling the like she's always wanted to do that. 
And when he gets the top picks from his assistant as far as like who he would recommend hiring, he's like, no, that doesn't sound like her at all. Yeah, he's like, he's waiting like for that like that one like that's thing to that's off that would like yeah. be a clear pick. And of course, then I think it's Zane is the assistant. It's just like, oh, yeah, well, at least it's not like the one who was just in prison. He's yeah. like, that's yeah. her. Like, that's it. And then he goes through a whole like, dialogue in his head. Because he's like, like, well, I can't just hire someone right just... out of prison. How do I make this fair? Right. He's like, how do I make this work? So he's like, I'm just going to interview everyone. Yeah. was his solution. So he tells his assistant, like, give all of the no's, all of the top picks, give them all an interview. So, of course, Stella goes to show up at the interview, has like a mini freak out moment and ends up like running down the stairs. And Aiden sees her, runs down the stairs after her, and they end up having like an interview in the stairwell. Which I loved like the jokes he kept making about how creepy the fucking stairs were. <laughs> we yeah. could do it anywhere, anywhere else. Here. I'm like, OK, that was really cute. Yeah. I like that. He's got a great like. As, as obnoxious as he kind of somewhat comes off in, like, the very first couple of pages, his personality is awesome. It is. Yeah. I think he does have a good personality. Mm -hmm. So, of course, Stella shows her idea for the window, which very much relates to, though, like, being in a post-pandemic. So, like, give a gift, get something for yourself. It's Essentially, all, it's, it's like, her. new beginnings, too. Yeah. It's all very correlated to, like, her time in prison, but... Like, you find out, too, like, her experience, like, honestly, she has no right being hired for this. Because she, number one, besides... She has no experience. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> what she has is she was in prison for the past four years. She's been out for a mm -hmm. month. And before that, she took, like, three years of online fashion merchandising courses. And that's it. Yeah. So, like, no work experience whatsoever. So, None. it's just... It's, she, she has no business, no business getting hired. actually getting hired for this position. Mm -hmm. And... Aiden's grandma knows it immediately. Yep. So that becomes but his an grandma's issue also later. a bitch. So well, whatever. Yeah. So he says, "Okay, well, what if we do a trial period?" Because Stella also knows she's not qualified for this job. Yep. So he's like, "Let's do a trial period. You can do one window. Do one window. See how it goes. Keep in mind, folks, this is peak holiday mm -hmm. season. This is like days leading up to Christmas Eve. Oh it's yeah." It's the total it's countdown of the peak, holidays. Peak holiday. Mm -hmm. So um, Stella's like, all right, like, let's do it. And she starts working right away. She only has four days to redo Penguin Chernobyl. That's like the window <laughs> she's working on. Yep. And so she starts working right away. She's working super long hours and immediately gets locked in the window. Before that, I do want to note, like, while she's doing all of this work, she's being smart in how she's working with the other departments, which is why she's slowly building up loyalty with these yes. different teams because she's highlighting their products, which help them with sales. Yep. And, like, their, like, commissions so that they the get. So, for the first window, she does a dress. Mm -hmm. And she goes to the dress department and says, what dress do you want? What can be highlighted? And then we can set up uh, a merchandise corner like right when you walk in the store so people right you see the dress in the window you walk in there's the dress and this is how she meets jordan who was one of the side characters we mentioned yeah. earlier is that she's the floor manager so yeah she's the first floor floor manager right? yeah so yeah. that's how stella ends up meeting her and her they click pretty instantly and yeah yeah it's great um but yeah so she gets locked up in the window starts having like a mild panic attack pretty much and she doesn't have her key with her because her key's like outside in the supply closet. 
She has her phone, though. So she calls Aiden. Aiden is also working late because... That's all he does. I, yeah. He His has, whole life is... He bought. has no life right now. Mm-hmm. So this is when you get the first, like, shit, this dude's fucking hot moment Ooh, from yeah. Stella. Because oh, he full-on picks her up, carries her to the elevator. They go up the elevator together. Well, my, okay, so my favorite part about this, even before you get that, when she's on the phone with him and she is having, like, a full-blown panic attack, or she can't even get the words out immediately. Like, she's having problems breathing. And it's because she's never had claustrophobia, even though she realizes she's been, like, avoiding confined spaces. It's the fact that she doesn't have the option to leave. Like, she's trapped. That makes her, like, think of prison again. Mm -hmm. But what he does when he's on the phone and he's, like, like, realizing what's going on, he just goes into an Aunt Edna story again. And starts, like, distracting her with these just crazy Aunt Edna stories about rodeo clowns and, like, nonsense and, like, someone getting their ass. It was a whole, like, It's really cute, too, because, like, she notes when he gets, like, he's talking very happy and calm on the phone. Mm -hmm. But she notices when he gets here, gets there, that he's, like, out of breath. Wedding wedding has been booking it like to get there running it was just so just like reassuring and like i think it's like what would he like seeing he's like oh if i know it was this bad i would have run i would have gone there yeah. but you know he was already running yep 100 percent to get to her yeah and um yeah so he picks her up of course she notices that he smells like fucking peppermint of course Which, this man smells like peppermint of course you are a man in a christmas story book movie you cannot smell like Anything else? No, you are you peppermint or hot chocolate. Pe- peppermint or hot chocolate. Yep, one or the two. Maybe a little bit that of some ginger it. spice, and that's about it. Maybe that might even be pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> minty fresh, minty, minty fresh, and all times <laughs> still walking breath mint. Anyways, so mm, give me a taste. I thought about it before I said it, and I knew I would regret it before I said it, but I decided to say it anyway, and now I feel awkward. He'd only want to taste until he opened his mouth and started dirty talking to you. Anyways. <laughs> okay, so this is the first moment that Stella's like, yes, this dude's fucking hot. He like sits her on the desk and stands in between her. That shit which... is so hot. Oh, uh, I don't care yeah. who you are. I don't care. Ooh. It's I, good. Yeah. It's, it's always I'm good. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to sit on the counter and make Jake stand between yeah. my oh, legs. yes. Yeah. Yeah. You yep. should absolutely do that. Ooh, okay. This is also <laughs> where you find out that Stella went away for armed robbery. That's why she was in prison. The plan was that Stella and Nicole were going to rob a friend like that worked at this restaurant. They were going to rob the restaurant. The owner wasn't supposed to be there. They were supposed to be using fake weapons. They went in. The owner ends up coming back. The weapons were not fake, and Nicole ends up shooting the restaurant owner. There's more that happens later. But that's the main piece you need to know for now. Main piece. Aiden has a board meeting with his shitty-ass family, and you realize how shitty they fucking are. They're all, like, condescending, holier-than-thou, I'm better, just... They're stereotypical rich people. Ew. Yeah. They're just ick. Literally, they they are grossed out by the poor and don't like any of the ideas of continuing, like, online sales because they think that it's outdated. And they don't want to aim for younger people because they don't have yeah. money. Like, it's all, it's, they they just suck. They yeah, suck. they don't believe, basically, in the direction that Aiden's going to get people into the store. Which my favorite is his assistant, Zane. 
just waiting for him to pop off one day. Oh. And him just talking about, I just fucking hate your family. Yeah. I hate your, do we have to go? Do, do right. we have to go and talk to them? They're the worst. We could do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could fake an illness. Why are we going? So you get that moment. And then after the store closes, Stella then finds Aiden just drunk as shit in the cookware department of Vibot. Mm-hmm. This is when you find out that Aiden uses his happiness and he uses his bow ties and his constant positivity. Like, that's his shield. He doesn't feel like he can let himself get angry or upset. Yeah, which I totally connected with that because that's when I was, like, peak depression. I used happiness to, like, keep people from realizing how I was actually feeling. So I would be overly positive and, like, happy all the time. And it we had very different experiences uh-huh. I, I know i know sweetie uh, but yeah so that was so like i was like oh i totally i get that i get using like happiness and positivity as a shield it's also fucking exhausting don't do that just tell people how you're feeling oh yeah i mean and you can tell it is exhausted oh yeah like he is emotionally exhausted so what stella ends up doing after she's found him besides like them drinking some of the bourbon together like having a talk where she you know learns this information about him yep to distract him she's like hey let's play a game Wait, we, if you just think you're watching a Hallmark movie, what's the game they're going to play, y'all? Is it going to be, let's go pick out Christmas presents for each other? <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, we have an entire department store to pick from. Yeah, it's, it's cute. It's cute. It's so cute. they each get 15 minutes. Stone starts to go look and then she's like, Oh, fuck. This is actually really personal. So they're supposed to like go meet in the like uh, break room or whatever afterwards. Aiden ends up getting her a keychain, which he like reveals like I was already thinking. Was like, it a keychain? I thought it was just an actual like gold chain that she wears on her neck that holds the key. Because that's what her friend so it's notices. a chain that holds a key? A key chain? I'm not in the mood for your bullshit right now (laughs) it's a necklace that she wears that holds the key so yes well technically you are correct that holds a key technically while you are correct you could confuse people who are like oh he just gets a keychain." i was about to go into the explanation rewind in my mouth go (laughs) yes it's a necklace he admits that he had already planned on getting her this because it could hold her keys so she wouldn't get lost or get locked in the window again. So it's a very cute, thoughtful, expensive keychain. Keychain. And she gets Aiden a pair of binoculars because he's always looking up. My question was, my thought process was like, shouldn't you have got him like a telescope? Yep. Not binocular? Because Let's be real. If the store had binoculars, they've got to have a telescope yeah. somewhere. I'm just, I, I guarantee know. there's like a fancy kids department that's got like oh. a little toy telescope in there. And I was like, so wouldn't you have grabbed, if you're thinking like, oh, you're always looking up. Like I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go look for the moon, some little stars, a little telescope, maybe a sun because he's so sunny. No. Was that too much? Too cheesy? <laughs> I like Can't it. be any cheesier than the binoculars. The binoculars, I didn't, I, I don't know. I'm like, okay, these are fine. He absolutely loves it. Because it's something personal that she someone get him she, she a pile anything. of shit. And he'd be like, I love it. It's so personal. You made it. 
Yeah, because like literally no one's given a fuck about him besides Aunt Edna. Joke, yes, I, I know. She made the shit. Yes, okay. I know. Okay, so at this point, both of them are so, like so disappointed. <laughs> fuck up! I'm so funny in this you just, episode. You just made a sh- show. <laughs> I'm so funny. I'm hilarious. You are, sweetie. Anyways, so Stella and Aiden both admit that they have feelings for each other. But Aiden says, like, well, we need to basically fill out paperwork with HR. The love contract. Which every single time they called it a love contract, all I could fucking think about was The Office and Steve, Corral, Michael, and Jayon when they get into a relationship. He goes, it's a love contract. I'm going to frame mine. <laughs> you want me to frame yours? <laughs> I haven't watched that in a very long time. So oh, I my God. The Office that. is my comfort show. Mm-hmm. And I... Literally every time it's when they go to David Wallace's holiday party and she goes, this is a contract from HR saying you can't sue the company if things were to inevitably go wrong is literally like almost the exact line. And he goes, it's a love contract. You know, Aiden would. He like, would. That's the thing. He would 100% do that, though. Well, because his whole thing, too, is like, I want to be upfront. I'm not going to lie about anything. I want to like proudly date you. Yeah, he doesn't break the rules. No, he doesn't. He never breaks the rules. He is it's a not snickerdoodle. He's a snickerdoodle. So there's the imbalance of power happening because he's her boss. And basically he's like, I want to do this, but I want to do it the right way. Stella immediately is like, I'm too bad for you because I've been to prison and I have a troubled past and this is way too fucking much. And yes, I want to fuck you, but no, I don't want a love contract. Yeah, that's that's basically yeah. it, and that's like the conflict that keeps coming back and forth, like that throughout the rest the of the book. Whole, that is that's their the whole relationship thing. conflict. So Aiden does basically say, like, "I'm gonna try and get you to change your mind," mm-hmm. and Stella's like, "Cool, yeah, go for it, that's go for fine. it." But Stella does not want to sign any paperwork. Then you get, I feel like, the first like spicy little little like timid attention. Aiden's first move, essentially, to convince her is he gives her a massage. Because she's been working, like, with her back hunched oh, over yeah. and everything, working on this window display. So he gives her a massage. And keep and in mind, like, this man is huge. Like, this is a big, yeah, dude, a big dude. Which means he's got them big hands that probably, oh, God. They probably feel so good. They probably feel so good. And he goes, which, honestly, this is, like, the sexiest thing someone could say to me, minus the paperwork. But he's like, if the paperwork were in place, he'd give her a massage, put her in a bath, and then fuck her. And I was just like, Yes. Yes, please. Check. That sounds like a wonderful <laughs> evening. Massage, bath, fuck. Yes. Check. I agree. That's and that's no. It's, it's like a lovely evening. No, it's a lovely evening. But that's why. Here's the thing. Like, with like all of his like lead ups and like all of his like sexy tensiony moments, this is where I'm like, oh, the sexy talk's gonna be great because like all of these little like hinty flirty things were like pretty decent, and then it just when it actually this happens is so. I don't think I looked at this book and looked at this character Aiden, though, and went, yeah, his dirty talk is going to be incredible. Like, I just knew it was not going to be on the level that we like our dirty talk to be at. This could be at the level someone likes their dirty talk. Yes. We're just different. Yeah, we're built different. But it's even it's even when he's just like, yeah, I like it rough. Like, I, it's great that she, like, you end up finding out that she also likes rougher sex and it's Okay, but again, it's not at all. It's our, just regular sex. Our definition of rough sex is getting tattooed on the thigh <laughs> and not being able to move while you get fingered. Mm, whatever. It's it, whatever. It's fine. So I, we get through that. Part. Um, then Aiden jacks off in the shower. Yeah. 
later thinking about Which Stella. he still feels weird about. He feels so guilty about it. Yeah. Like, it's so just... he's a... Like, again, we're back to a cinnamon roll. Yeah, he's 100% a cinnamon He is 100% roll. a cinnamon roll or a snickerdoodle, a gingerbread man, however you want to call it. He's a marshmallow. He's sweet. Yep. He's sweet. Very sweet. He's super sweet. Mm-hmm. He, like... Feels like he's gross now because he jacked off to thoughts about her. Then you get to the next morning. They're about to unveil the big window. This is like the next big scene. It's her window. So the only thing that takes away from this being an incredibly joyful occasion is the fact that Aiden's family is going to be there. And of course, we're just going to skip over to cars. No, but he tells her that the family's going to be there before the car stuff happens. Because the only reason that they're going to be there is because he refused to say what her name was and like piqued his grandma's interest so she's a little bit nervous that the family's going to be there he's nervous that they're going to be there and is hoping that this goes well because he's already decided that he likes her he's already decided yeah. he wants to you know again he's trying to convince but her it's, exactly to relationship. but because of fairness like he's so it's just added pressure to the whole thing yeah. um at this point too stella also tells him though like let me handle your family on my own like don't jump in um, they talk, you get a little bit more background on Nicole, which is her ex-friend. Like she had a very rough upbringing. Her dad was very into drugs. She got into a lot of partying and shoplifting, which also brought Stella into partying and shoplifting. And it was very much like a codependent friendship growing up. Yeah. Cause what you find out like throughout this is that what Nicole was doing was anytime Stella would try to pull away at all or would have any other interests. Nicole would make her feel bad and make her feel like, oh, well, you're leaving me and you're all that I have. So she was basically like pulling Stella away from her family, her other friends, her activities, anything else. So that she was, like Liz said, dependent on Nicole and Nicole is very dependent on on her. But yeah, so at this point, they're like in the car. They're literally just like inches away from each other, just like breathing each other's air and like gripping onto each other's clothes. The car windows steaming up. Oh, yeah. So they both, like, confess that they have feelings. Stella still, of course, does not want to sign it. So then the whole board fucking pulls up. So just picture, like, Aiden and Stella getting out of a steamy backseat of a car together looking like they just fucked. Literally had no self-control whatsoever. None. Like, you know your family's going to be there. I was like, this is another one of those. I'm like, don't be dumb if you really care about, like, the future of your career or something or about the other person. If you know grandma's going to be there. Don't fucking go into the car and start steaming shit up. And they up. don't even do anything in the car. That's the funny thing. I know. Nothing happens in the car. Yeah, and he just tells her that he ate a bunch of donuts that he got for everybody. Like, that's it. It wasn't even worth it. No. Of course, you know, like, the, the window gets unveiled. It's a success. The department managers love it. You know, Stella's super happy with how it comes out. People but... are already reacting. She yeah. gets to see it happen in, like, in person yeah. right She's then. She's really excited. People are already, like, stopping and, like, oh, my God, I need that dress. Like, you know, it's window. It does what it's supposed to do. And, of course, his grandma's very skeptic, though. It is like, is this the clientele we want to bring in? Shut up, you old bat. Go away. Yeah. Bye. She also immediately sees the tension between Stella and Aiden and thinks that they're sleeping together. Yep. This is when Stella is like, no, we can't be together. I can't be with Aiden. Like, it's the same thing. It's the same back and forth the entire time. More back and forth. More of that. More back and forth. They go to happy hour later. She's there I with love Jordan. This part. I'm sorry. The jealousy part. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Okay. So this is okay. So she's been invited to happy hour. She does find out by Jordan. So who they're again yeah, developing it's, their it's friendship. Jordan and Kate but it's also, yeah, it's the other co-workers. 
what we forgot to touch on earlier is that like Jordan's little tiny side story uh, is that the custodian named Seamus, who's like 10 years younger than her. I want is a whole book on that. Obsessed with her. Obsessed. She is his queen. He says it out loud everywhere. Everywhere. That that woman do flirts with her constantly. Constantly. Always is like hitting on her, like worships the ground this woman walks on. And she so adamantly is just like, this is so inappropriate. Like, I can't do this. While and like then loving the attention. Flirts immediately flirts back. Yes. And so, of course, you go to this happy hour and Seamus fucking shows up. Yeah. And, she, and she's just um, so exasperated until they go out on the dance floor and it's it's a oh, whole yeah. it's she, so she cute. sees like Seamus talking to a girl at the bar and she's like, uh, whoop whoop. I'm gonna <laughs> go get my man. <laughs> It's like Paul's play. Paul's hold up and grabs him onto the dance floor. Like, yeah, it, I love Jordan and Seamus. They're great. I would totally read a whole book about them. Hundred um, percent. But yeah, so what? But yeah, what Jordan and Stella are talking about before the whole like Seamus situation happens is Jordan says like, oh yeah, we always invite Aid and he just never comes. Yeah, because he doesn't think that they would want him around. Is really like yeah, it's his own insecurities. Like, and it's, He thinks like I'm the boss. People aren't going to like want to get to know me more or want me around. They're, like, they're not, not going to have fun. Re- yeah, they're not going to relax. Which I mean, yeah. honestly, for a typical boss, that's true. So yeah, it was not an unfair expectation no, to hold. I think that was a very normal like thing to think. Uh, but so what ends up happening is that they're Stella, on a rooftop bar. They're on a rooftop bar. Stella kind of moves away from the crowd and is like kind of leaning on like the railing of the roof, essentially. And very much a dude that you would think Stella would be into, like tattoos, like ripped jeans, like quote unquote bad boy, like look. Which she admits would have been her type and Mm -hmm. she would have been like excited to talk to and get attention from. But all she can think about is one bow tied gentleman with his end of stories. And who walks in not in like typical like tough guy fashion he comes he's just like hey man your mom is looking for your mom's looking for you mom's outside he's like my mom lives in massachusetts well then you better get down i believe the dude in the bow tie oh yeah then Aiden's like oh so is that your type like is that the guy you want and of course stella's like no you're my type and again it's very cute but to the demons (laughs) not for a while but of course she's like i still like i'm not gonna sign the paperwork and i know you're a really good guy and i don't want you to compromise on you and your morals essentially so aiden decides no then i'm gonna back (laughs) into this little like dark corner this is the part where like i'm like this is hot where it's like they find like a secluded corner yeah and And he essentially fingers her up against the wall and there's a lot of like good girl language which like this again i was like oh, okay like the the sexy talk's gonna be good like this part was good they should have kept with that that mm-hmm. phrase yeah i think would have made more sense for his character while still being like that dirty talk mm-hmm. no um, it just it just gets silly it honestly got so absurd yeah. at some points so i'm like why was it the word that you chose like i don't understand it yeah. but so okay so they they do the stuff like on the roof and everything he's like all right I'm going to go down. You wait five minutes. And then you, then you come down. down. And then we're going to go back. We're going to go. Uh, we're going to go to your place. Yeah. And so they go like back to her place. And he immediately, upon seeing that she's dropped her employee ID at like the in the front entrance. And like, it's immediately, immediate guilt. Immediate. It's, it's just like, 
I'm taking advantage. Yeah. This isn't how I'd want to do things. So dumb. And he only justifies. So like they keep going and doing stuff though, except for sex, except for him getting off. Because he's justifying so he that if he's not again. Get, yeah, he, yeah. If he's not getting anything out of it besides like her pleasure. Yeah, he gets her off. Then it's again, not as bad. And you're just like, but yeah, he sees her like drop her ID. Cause like again, they're like walking in the door and making out. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, ah, oh, fuck. Just I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. I'm like, Jesus fucking Just like a Christ. bucket of cold Amen. water just poured right yeah. over him. Um, and does, he just dips and leaves. Like, after, like, he, like, after well, she so comes, he's just like, all right, bye. I gotta go a little bit more. Because Stella, like, gets kind of, I thought this was a cute moment, though. So Stella gets um, self-conscious about, like, her apartment. Because she's like, holy shit, this dude probably lives in, like, a really nice, ritzy-ass place. Which he does. Yeah. And he goes... And Edna didn't have indoor plumbing until seven. I was like seven years or something like that. And I was like, oh, it was stories. so cute. That was like one of my favorite. It was cute, but it was like she has her like worries about what he's going to think. And then like, yeah, he makes her feel better. But then almost does immediately after that, then start thinking some of the things that she's like worried about him seeing. That is like, it's temporary. It's not really her place. She hasn't really landed anywhere. Like he starts having like those exact I think thoughts. He notices it though. I don't think he like, He's not judging but, it, but, yeah. he no- no, he, but he notices because, it. Well, he the- notices that she, like, puts all of her things in one corner. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so you have that. He he does get her off a couple of times, and then he just leaves. You find out that Nicole's about to be out on parole. She's about to get out of prison. Stella is, like, in therapy. So she's kind of, like, or was in therapy, yeah. right, in prison. And so she's kind of trying to use some of the tools and separate herself. She's trying to set boundaries and figure yes. out how to live life. And she doesn't want to be around Nicole anymore. No. And she doesn't know how to handle that relationship anymore. But because of the strained relationship she has with the parents, she's not talking to them anymore because of like how her growing up and yeah. like distancing herself from them and doing all this stuff with Nicole. The parents end up telling Nicole where she's at, which I'm like, are dumbasses. Why? Okay. This is a person that you know has essentially corrupted your daughter because, like, Stella makes a comment. I don't remember where in this book, but, like, how her parents told her not to be friends with Nicole because it was going to end badly. Mm-hmm. And you just, oh, yeah, cool. She she in New York. Yeah. Here's her address. So I'm guessing they just thought that that's what she would have wanted. But, like, it just, it, it was dumb. dumb. It, was it was super dumb. dumb. I, I hated it. It just it um, annoyed me. But, like. It made sense, but, like, I hated that for her. Yeah. So, yeah, so you find out Nicole's getting out. Aiden and Stella are kind of, like, in this weird place where Aiden's, like, I just, I can't break the rules, but I still want you. And, like, they're kind of avoiding each other. You have this upcoming Christmas party. Stella's working in one of the window displays. She's talking to Jordan. They're, like, talking about Seamus. And an HR rep, this bitch. This Bitch. This bitch. Oh my god. Comes in with security guards. Mm-hmm. She's working in the window. Comes in with security That's guards. That's her officer. That's yep. the one. Literally, I just pictured Umbridge. Yep. Oh, 100%. From Harry Perfect. Potter. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Like, Umbridge pick. from Harry Potter comes in and is like, That's her. That's the one, officer. She's the only one with a felony on her record. She's yep. the only one who's done prison and time. She has been to be here her. late. Every night, it's not like she's not fucking working on redoing like 
four windows or something like that before Christmas. And then the security guards literally just like drag her to one of like the back yeah. offices. Yep. Jordan runs and gets Aiden. Books it. Books. She's like, I'm getting Aiden right now. Yep. But they run over to HR and basically the HR bitch also called his grandma and dad so because well, it was there there because it was all it was, it was all orchestrated it was 100 percent the grandma looking for any opportunity oh yeah because what supposedly has happened is that two sets of diamond earrings have gone missing so of course well, it has to be the girl with the criminal record yeah. blah 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 aiden books it down there and it's just like are you loses, out of your fucking mind loses his and shit. lose immediately on the hr woman like fires her almost immediately yep. he's like so instead of talking but, when did this happen instead of talking to me you call my grandmother yep. and so he gets he tells jordan Can I just say though aiden fires her in the most like nice way possible because he's like you can work through the holidays. Yeah. But then you're gone. Exactly. And I'm like, so you still gave her a job through Christmas because and New Year. Decent person. Like. Uh, so he tells Jordan, go and get the rest of the floor managers. The grandma yep. tries to be like, it's busy. You can't do that. And he's just, shut it, old woman. Because at this point. He's given up on ever trying to get their approval. He cancels board meetings. He's yep. like, I'm fucking done appeasing you people. I'm the major shareholder. I do these board meetings. As a courtesy. As a courtesy. And trying to build our relationship that you just refused to have. So now they're done. We're not doing this anymore. So all the floor managers come down. Shock and doll. It's just that one of them put the two sets of earrings on hold. She was trying to be nice. She was trying to be nice to a guy who was. they don't do holds. They don't do holds during the holiday season. And a nice man was was trying. Just couldn't decide what he wanted. No, he couldn't. He wanted to wait until he got paid on Friday. He Mm -hmm. was trying to get the earrings as like a gift for his wife. And she was like just hide them it'll be okay you can come back on friday and get them so still didn't do shit no and of course aiden to the employee he's like you're fine it's okay everyone get the fuck out and immediately likes jordan and him and jordan become besties it's yeah. just he's, he's yeah. like i like her and then you find out seamus called and got shirley's on the grandmother her cart what an absolutely like as she's like leaving, it like Shavish just like does like a wink and just like there was nothing I can do. It was fantastic. Absolutely. Amazing. At this point, Stella's like, okay, Aiden, you're amazing. We're signing the love oh, contract. Well, no, it's my favorite line because the bitch HR woman is just like, I think it would be better if I worked from home for the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. And Stella's like, first, go and get a love contract. Yeah. So they basically yeah. he's, he's He's so excited over the moon. They signed the contract. Yeah. They signed the contract. They immediately go up to his office and fuck on top of a cabinet in his like little storage room. <laughs> With Zane, he's just like, I'm just gonna let everyone know I, you guys I, are talking I, about spring yeah. designs yeah. and then just leave. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna go. I'm just you know, gonna so 100% leave. What's gonna happen? Oh, I forgot though that he. I, sorry, I like Zane. The side characters in this are just actually like fantastic. Zane's really funny. Zane, when he goes off on the family, goes to get popcorn and comes back and he's like, I totally forgot. It's so funny. I've been waiting for him to explode. It's so good. It's so funny. Yep. So Aiden takes Stella back to his place, which of course is like over the top Christmassy. There's like garland and a huge tree and his style is very like mad men 1960s yes he describes it which again totally fits aiden mm-hmm. and 
you have this very cheesy but also adorable line where Aiden goes, she's window shopping while I've already bought out the whole damn store. It was it's one of those lines I just couldn't help smile at. I was like, aww. Because he's at this point like, I'm going to be with this girl for the rest of my life. I don't know when I got so jaded, but I'm just like, I don't know when I got so sappy. I don't know when you did either. I'm very confused as to what's know. happening right now. Because usually I like the cheesier stuff. I know. I, we I'm... totally switched. Yeah. Again, I think it was just after everything we read, yeah. this was needed for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you find out more backstory is that when Stella and Nicole go to rob the restaurant, Nicole books it. After she shoots the restaurant owner, Stella stays. She's the one that calls 911. She puts pressure on the wound so he doesn't die. Which is why she received a shorter st- like sentence than yes. Nicole did, even though clearly not by fucking much if she's already out on parole. Yeah, I didn't understand. Oh, well, I, sh- I think Nicole got early. Yeah, she got she got out on parole. She got early release. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't understand. I don't. I, I mean, I guess the timing is weird. They were both all... still involved heavily. So maybe she only got like a year less. Because Stella yeah. does say she tries to go home and live with her parents for a little bit. And mm-hmm. that was a bad choice. No, she only got to stay there for like a day until her dad said, you have to go. You're going to stay with your uncle. Like she only gets to stay there for a day. Oh, I thought it was a little longer than no. that. Oh, okay. No, he drives her yeah. home so she can get some stuff. And they give her a little bit of money. He's like, you're going to New York to live in your uncle's okay, place. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't. The timing is a little off there, but that's fine. So then they make like a cute little popcorn garland and they talk about like what their perfect christmas would look like and aiden's like i think it's matching robes yep hold on to that detail folks and also i was like oh my god and then i was like i can't say anything because we do matching pjs Mm -hmm. for christmas morning every year now with my son too so it is really cute cute. it's super cute actually (laughs) all right so the next morning aiden fucks her on the counter Stella, like, kind of owns up at this point that she's got, like, major imposter syndrome, especially when it comes to Aiden, but that she likes who she is with Aiden is, like, her whole thing. Yeah, because the big thing that, like, she's dealing with besides not knowing, like, the back and forth of, like, what she's had, like, I don't want to sign the love contract, I want to be with him, blah, blah, blah. And she's trying to discover who she is without Nicole, like who she actually mm-hmm. is as a person. So that's the inner I think dialogue also, like, she keeps having. Where she fits into the world, just oh, in for general. Sure. Like being out of prison. Yeah. Because everything's even just like pandemic and everything, everything's changed so much in yep. those four years that she doesn't know where she fits anymore. So it's Christmas Eve. They're about to go to the holiday party, like the company holiday party, which who has a company holiday party on Christmas Eve? I don't know. But in this book, it's Christmas Eve. She tries on this like really pretty dress. She's going to put the dress on hold and come get it back later because she's waiting for her paycheck to come in. And in the midst of this, Stella gets a call from Nicole. Nicola is outside of her apartment in New York. Which, again, she got the address from Stella's fucking parents. Yep. Aiden obviously wants to step in and be like, white knight, hero. And Stella's like, no, this is something I need to handle on my own. She ends up going to talk to Nicole. Nicole immediately starts trying to guilt trip her and, like, go right back into her old routines. And Stella very calmly and maturely is like, if you want a place in my life, like, that's fine but like we need to have separate lives yeah like i have this job i'm happy you're welcome to stay in this apartment tonight and there's food in the fridge but like i've got somewhere to be like i'm not gonna just sit here 
because you want me to be here yep. and you're about to guilt me into this. Yeah, she basically just sets up really good boundaries yeah. for like them Which, to have a future relationship at all. I do feel like happens very quickly. It does. There's no, it's it's like Nicole receives it and it's like, yeah, no, that sounds good. Which I think yeah. in like that instance, most of us would be prepared for that not to go how it does. I was not prepared for that. I, I wasn't either. I understand it's a short book, but I was just like, Oh, okay. I mean, I was fine with it because, like, to me, like, the major conflict was with the family more than anything. Yeah, this was an important moment where this was, you know, it Stella's was, big like, thing. Her but... big thing, I guess, was my thing. Yeah. You get, like, it's a dual POV, so you've got issues on both sides, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just thought that wrapped up very, very quickly. Then Stella goes to the party. Of course, she's in a robe. Yeah, because she didn't go to get the dress. Instead, she goes and gets. Matching, matching robes. robes yep and she has one for aiden and this is when they have like their big i love you's you know she says she's a hundred percent in on this relationship and they wear their cute little matching robes at the holiday christmas party uh side note too if you're wondering how long this has been since they've met and now have fallen in love and have signed this love contract Plus it's like been like week. two weeks so she gets her first paycheck it's been two weeks it's fast oh yeah then you get an epilogue a year later nicole has like this new place stella is now living with aiden they're engaged and this is like the first time she's going to see her parents since she's been out essentially and it's cute it's like a cute little wrap-up well it's, it's super cute because throughout the book she's trying to determine like when the best time is to reach out to them and try and show them i'm not like that they'll be proud thought, of her. that they would be proud of her and that like they could rekindle that relationship and so what you find out when they go to the house, because she's nervous, the dad comes out and she sees like past him when the mom and the dad have like hugged her and have been like super excited to see her, that there are pictures of all of her window displays that mm-hmm. Aiden has sent them. He goes into an Aunt Edna story. It's all really happy and it just yeah. wraps up in a really cute way. It does. The yeah. wrap up was really good on this It was slide. a very good, yeah, very it's a good really ending. really satisfying wrap up. Yes, it is. I really yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. So I think for our first like holiday one. Super cute. Super cute. Very solid. Hallmark. A little bit of spice. Yeah. I really like it. I feel like it has what you want in like a Christmas read. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It had humor. It had horrible dirty talk. And it just, you know, just you you get a couple. You get some good spicy scenes. Yeah. I still like the rooftop one. The the rooftop one I think was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I I love the jealous moment. Yeah. So. Yeah. With this peppermint smell. Hey, <laughs> minty fresh. Uh, yeah. yeah. So if you haven't read this one, I'd say totally read it. If you want to get like the holiday spirit, this is totally one to put you right in there. And right I, from page I, one. I think even just for reading this short amount, like I totally get why Tessa Bailey is a big one. Oh, yeah. No, her writing style is yeah. great. Yeah. Super great to read. I would like to have a conversation with her about the definition of rough and or dirty talk, though. But maybe her other ones. Yeah, we're for sure going to end up reading another another one. She has another one that I really want to read, which if you have read it, let me know if you guys like it. It's my killer vacation Uh, one. That has to be It looks super cute, and I feel like totally like our vibe, Mm -hmm. because it's like a murder mystery, but with spice. Love that. I I love that. Add it to the list. Yep. It's already on there. Good. 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 So make sure to follow us on socials. We're on TikTok and on Instagram at the Smut and Swear Words pod. Or feel free to send us an email at smuttonswearwordspod at gmail.com. Otherwise, you know. Keep it seasonally spicy. Seasonally spicy. Uh, Yeah, just the holiday season. I'm going to find that song. I'm going to put it at the end of this episode. Actually, do it. Just a good 15-second clip because I'm still confused as to what's happening. I'll find it. I'm going to find it. 
Okay. All right, bye. It's the holiday season, and Santa Claus is coming round. The Christmas snow is white on the ground. When old Santa gets into town, he'll be coming down the chimney down.